So we're continuing uh, on our theme, uh, looking at the people of Acts. Um, I'll just say, uh, so, so for, we're coming to an end, this is the last one today, uh, but over the, the series we've looked at a people of promise, people of truth, people of grace, people of commitment, people of vision, people of passion, people of courage. And today we're going to be looking at um, a people of faith. I, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this series because you, you start to see that the, 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 the next stage on from Jesus. So Jesus came, we, we read this in the gospel and the amazing things he does. But this is the next stage where the people, his people, take it and move it on. And it's a bit like us because we're part of that next stage as well. And, and, and what happened in these days can also happen in ours, that God has got this great plan for us. So um, I'm just looking there, not my notes. <laughs> Slight panic. Oh no! Okay, who needs notes? Um, <laughs> we'll be here hours. <laughs> um, so it's it's so we've read the story, and the story always happens the same way when it comes to Paul. Paul would enter to a city. He's just been um, he's been over in Corinth. Remember, we learned last week that that God had promised him that he would have a spell where he would be safe. He wouldn't be harmed. And I think that gave him that sort of reassurance for the, for the while that he was there, that he had this spell of, of everything being okay. But he now has moved, and he's moved over to Ephesus. Now, he hasn't got that same promise. And in fact, in Ephesus, um, it, it's going to be his toughest time so far. It is going to be quite difficult for him. But he does what he normally does. He goes into the Sabbath, and he teaches, and he finds that there's, there's a group of people there who, who have heard of Jesus, but they haven't really followed him in, in, in the way. I always wonder, you know what I mean? So, so people of faith, he came and you missed him. That was his message. Jesus the Messiah has come. And when he come, you, 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 you never saw him, you missed him. Imagine being a Jew your whole life, your prayer, your hope, your dreams is one day the Messiah will come to rescue you. And, he's, and Paul turns up and says he's been. And you missed him. You missed it. There's nothing worse than missing out. I, I don't know if you, you watched Jonathan Ross. I'm, I, I, I switched it on the other night. And Jonathan Ross was on with um, a bunch of people. One of the people he had was... Um, and always getting muddled up. Noel Gallagher from Oasis. Um, love the band. And uh, he was on. Uh, but there was also this comedian on. And at one point she got quite excited. And she asked a question. She goes, um, she said, um, did you ever go to Ireland? And to this town in Ireland. She says, where are you driving around in, a, in limousine? She says, all our town heard this, this rumor that the Oasis were in town. And they were driving around in a limousine going to pub to pub. And she says it was true. She says, the time I persuaded my mum to get me into the town, it was, it, you, you were gone. And it was, was it true or was it a rumor? And he sat there and he said, um, it was true. We were there. We did turn up in limousines. We did go and see some family and we did go around to a few pubs and then we went and she went, 
And I missed it because my mum wouldn't get her coat on quick enough. That my mum wouldn't, the time the news got out to me, the time I got there, I'd missed. And she said, we heard for, for, for ages afterwards the stories of Oasis, but we, we missed it. How much more painful would it have been for Jewish people to hear that they had missed the Messiah? And that was always Paul's message. He's come. He came, and, and you missed it. But don't worry, there's a chance to catch up. And it wasn't just uh, those people who maybe lived further away than Jerusalem who missed it. Some people who lived really close to Jesus missed it. His brothers never believed that he was the Messiah. His own brothers, James, is it Simeon, and there's a Jude, <laughs> I was going to say there was another one. Uh, those who, who grew up with him never believed he was a Messiah. Now we do. Have a think. Who's, who's got siblings? You've got a brother or a sister. Imagine if your sibling turned up and says, oh, by the way, I'm God. <laughs> You'd be going, yeah, mum might think that. <laughs> they grew up with Jesus and they never believed in him. And, 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 and they imagine they watched him die. But could you imagine their surprise that when, uh, when Jesus came back to life again, this is one of the first people he went to see was his brother James. Can you imagine that knocking the door? Told you. <laughs> so Paul's message was the Messiah has been he has a plan, a plan for each of us. And it's the same message that we have today. That Jesus has come. He wants to be part of our life. He wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit. He wants us to know God. And the question is this. Have you met him? Don't miss out because he's there. The, the other thing is... Um, is key is that he came so that you can know God. He came so you can know God. Now, there's, there's, there's a difference here. It's not about knowing about God. It's about knowing God. This used to frustrate my, my, my cousin. We grew up like brother and sister at some point, and, and, and she, she had an O-level in religious studies. And she would often tell me, she'd go, you don't know, like me, I have got the qualification. You can't say that you, you know God. I said, well, you know about God, but actually I know him. There's a difference. You know what I mean? If you spoke to, to Wayne Rooney's brother, okay, and, you, and, 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 and some guy who's really into his football and said, do you know Wayne Rooney? Well, the guy who's into football, he may have read facts about Wayne Rooney. He may tell you how many goals he scored. He could tell you lots of things. But his brother really knew him. He knows what he's like. He knows what he doesn't like. He knows what winds him up. He knows, you know, I mean, uh, uh, who's the toughest. He, he knows lots of things. But you can know about something or you can know it. And the idea that Jesus came so that we can know God, really know him. So when Paul comes and says, uh, what, 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 what baptism did you receive? They said, oh, we received John's baptism. And he's like, mm, that's good. It's a good one. You know what I mean? The whole repentance is good. 
It's a start, but it's not what you need. You see, you need the Holy Spirit in your life to change you. I went to a brethren college. Okay, brethren people, are, they're strict. Yeah, you've got a couple of brethren in the room. Uh, you were at a brethren church at one point, yeah? Any, anyone else brought up brethren? You were a brethren. So uh, I went to a brethren. Oh, brethren's over here. Excellent, everywhere. Um, I went to a brethren college, and um, they, they, they were really strict. And they, they had no idea how to deal with a, someone like me. They used to say, they called me... Um, like a lizard from South Africa, I can't remember what they call it. He said, you like that? He says, we know you're up to something, but just can't catch you. <laughs> you can't prove it. You can't fire me or whatever. Um, we, I became on staff. I actually became a lecturer at college uh, for, for a little while. And um, we got some tickets, free tickets, uh, to go and see John Wimber. And uh, we looked around thinking, who would enjoy going to see John Wimber? And uh, there was a, a college lecturer called AJ, the most strict of all the brethren people I know. And I thought, he would be perfect. So we sent him and one other uh, off to this. John, John Wimber, if you, you don't know him, he's um, known for doing um, uh, signs and wonders and I often pray, and God would seem to have used this man in that way. And so we sent these two brethren people off this conference. The first night they phoned us up, went, we don't like it. <laughs> Can we come home? We were like, no, you've got to stay. And uh, the day two, we heard nothing. Day three, they returned back to the college at the end of the conference. And we could see in their eyes that there was something different about them. And they said, we knew about what God can do, but now we know it for ourselves. They said they saw amazing things happen. It's an experience. This whole thing about, about living in Jesus, having that Holy Spirit within us, is so that we can get to know God more and more. It's not a religious thing. It's a relationship. The picture of uh, the religious leaders... You know, the Pharisees were such good people, very religious, very devout. They knew the scriptures inside and out. If you asked them about God, they would, they would know all the answers. The only difference between them and the Christians were that difference. Christians knew God, had a relationship with God. The religious leaders knew about God. May your relationship with, with our God not be based on knowledge, just knowledge, of scripture, but more importantly, on that relationship that we can have with him. You see, the whole point of knowing him is he wants to take us on an adventure. I love this one. I used to, it used to puzzle me, always puzzle me. Jesus turns up on a boat with, uh, with these disciples and turns and says, come follow me, and they drop everything to go and follow him. They don't go home and to explain to their families and things. They say, yep, yeah, we're coming. They left dad in the boat, the, the James and John, and went and followed. And I used to think, wow, that's, that's commitment. The reason being, to follow a rabbi was one of the most exciting things you could do. It's a huge privilege. And here Jesus picks up some ordinary guys and says, come, you follow me. We're going to go and have an adventure. 
And I always feel that in my Christian life. I always actually have that picture of Jesus with his hand out going, come on, come on, come follow me. Come and have an adventure. And it's scary. God will ask you to do so tough. They can be scary. And I always think it's a little bit like a roller coaster. Um, anyone like roller coasters? The bigger, the better is what I think. Um, I, I went to, to Blackpool. I had the privilege of opening the, 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 the Blackpool Pleasure Beach. And, uh, and so they said, you can come back anytime and we'll give you a go in, the, in, the, in the, all, the, all the fun fair. So we went back. And they said, would you like to go on the roller coaster? We, we, we were in the front, we were in the back, we were in the middle. We had it to ourselves for a couple of times. It was really good. And then they had one that went upside down. I can't remember what that was called. Um, and they said, you can, the revolution was, and he said, you can do that without having the seat thing on. He says, gravity will keep you in. And I was like, what happens if it stops halfway down? He went, it can't. He says, basically, this one goes and then comes back all by itself. He says, it doesn't stop, it can't stop. And so we didn't even have a, a harness on as we went upside down. I was hoping he was telling the truth, but how fun. Yeah. And I think roller coasters and, and face quite similar. It, it can be scary, but it can be so scary that you don't do it. But it is worth doing. It is worth the adventure. I'm going to say I'm going to this wedding tomorrow. Um, the, the couple who get married, um, uh, both have been involved in children's work with me over the years, and uh, and and one of them is, was uh, an intern uh, with us at church, and she um, was amazing. Um, she when she finished uh, when she finished at school, she she never got great results. Was a bit disappointing, partly because I don't think she was the type to sit down and actually do well in exams, because she's a very bright, intelligent person. And, um, and so she came on uh, to do an intern with us, and I could tell uh, by one or two things that she was going to be amazing. We had an assembly in, in one school, and uh, we were going to repeat the assembly in another school. And so we went to do the first assembly, and then we had a phone call from the second school that we were going to to say, um, they have a different theme, okay, and we're literally on the way, and um, and all the parents are, are coming to the assembly, so it's going to be outside, as well as the mayor and two or three other dignities who are going to be turning up. And she just looked at me, and I could see all the colour draining from her face, and she's like, we've got to do this, and we don't know what we're doing. I went, we'll be fine. And uh, so there, uh, for the, the seven-minute journey from, from one school to the other, we had to make up an assembly that we could do outside and be heard and it could be visual for all the kids. And we got there and we pulled this off and she looked at me and I could, you could, all the time she's speaking, she's shaking. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. And you know, about six months later, uh, she, she got a, an invite from a church, a massive church in Birmingham, one of the biggest ones in our country, to come and say, look, we know you're just halfway through your internship, but would you like to come and be our children's worker? And uh, she's doing amazing uh, work in Birmingham. Absolutely amazing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow and going to do that. But it's all about that adventure. Will you do it? Will you take a step? Will you step out of faith? I love the fact that things are happening in this story that have nothing to do with the Christians. 
So there's the, this, this group of people going around casting out demons and they're not even Christians. How, how, how amazing is that? It's like, what? It, it happened in Jesus' day. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Jesus um, had these d- disciples come running up at one point going, there's someone casting out demons in your name and it's not us. And Jesus went, well, that's, that's a good thing. Those who aren't against us are for us really in some ways. So he's like, yay, go on, let's, let's keep doing it. Overcoming the darkness is why I've come. And so here you don't see Paul freaking out going, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. Actually, actually, if they're not against you, then they're for you. And this, this, this name of Jesus here gets the glory. I love the fact that they all got beaten up and had to run away naked and bleeding. Um, again, I don't know if you know about Jews. Nakedness is a no-no. Uh, bleeding is a no-no. This is how you get banned from, from temple. And these people with reputation, the sons of a, a chief priest, it must have been hysterical. Uh, I bet everyone wished they had phones back then. Let's get this on a picture. Yay, we can text this one out. We'll put this on Instagram and all that. Sort of, but no, um, it didn't happen. But, so, but yet something is at work. If people who don't know Jesus can join in the adventure, how much more can we enjoy it? He wants us to play a part. He wants us to do things in his name. And I I hope that you know in this church we encourage you to do that. We want you not just to come here, but for you to make a difference in the world. We want you to be light. We want you to change people's lives. We want you to love in in, in a way that no one else does. We want you to make the difference, to have the adventure. Now, we could all stay in here and miss out, but I I know some of you have, have really enjoyed People have gone to India to make a difference. I, 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 mean, I imagine it's been tough and horrid, but wasn't it exciting and fun and wasn't it life-changing? Anyone, there's a church we went to, went to um, m- 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 Bolivia. Did anyone go on that trip? Was, was that scary? Was it was it I mean, was it comfortable? No. no. Uh, um, I mean, and you had to work with, with children outside. And but wasn't it amazing? Wasn't it fun? You know what I mean? Sometimes we need to step out and, and, and enjoy the thing. You went to India, Sue. So was that good? Amazing. Anyone else done anything? Yes. You went to Nepal. Yeah. And was it exciting? It was when we saw the mafia with guns on the street, yeah. <laughs> my, my friends were, were missionaries in Nepal uh, not so long ago. Remember they had that massive earthquake? And uh, they, they were there, and it, she said, absolutely pitch fire. And she said, everyone heard about the earthquake where it initially happened. She says, but every day there's aftershocks. And she says, the children had to, to sleep outside because they were scared to sleep inside. And we talked a bit about that, about how exciting that God is on the move, even in the scary times. And I think when it's scary is actually when, you're, when your faith comes. I've, I've never done anything dramatic. I've never really been 
um, so much going abroad to do, to do this. My, my, my most scary moment was I went on a beach mission to Clendidno in North Wales. How exciting is that? It's another country. I give you speak a different language up there. And I was on this beach mission and, uh, and um, we, we did really well with the kids. I went to do the sort of kids side to it. But um, uh, one of the leaders said, we, we'd like you to speak in the evening. We'll gather a crowd and I thought, oh, preaching outside, that really isn't me. And I, I, I remember going, and the, the guy introduced me, and I thought I was going to wet myself. And this guy gathered this crowd, and he always said the same thing. This man had leukemia, and he, he was dying. And he, he stood up, and he says, ah, they say I haven't got long to live. And he says, but I don't have long, but I just have a short message for you. So he actually preached the sermon before I actually got up. <laughs> and he says, now I'm going to bring this young man up, and he's, he's going to tell you. Scared, petrified, but I loved the adventure. I loved to be part of what God was doing. I, I, when I started, um, the first thing I did from Bible college, I went to work for a company called Maranatha Ministries. We traveled the country to tell people about Jesus. The first thing I had to do for Maranatha Ministries is we went to, to um, Newport uh, to do a mission. And my first job was to go into the mothers and toddlers and speak to the mums um, about Jesus and, and, and then things. So I did. I went into my and had a video to show them. So I showed them the video and then I did a little talk and then I said this. I said, if you would like to become a Christian, I would just like you to just put your hand up so I, I, I can know and I can pray for you. And every one of them put their hands up, which you would think was good news. I just started. I thought I'd blown up. I thought they don't understand what they're doing. And they've all put their hands up. And the boss is going to ask me, and he's going to say, you absolutely blew it. And I'm like, absolutely freaking out, thinking, oh, no, I'm going to get fired. I haven't even started. And uh, anyway, the next day, we're in team meeting, and the boss turns to me and goes, uh, how did you get on yesterday in the, the, the parent and toddler group? I went, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> did anyone respond to the message? <laughs> He says, what? I went, everyone responded. He went, what? I said, everyone responded. Everyone said they wanted to be a Christian. I'm so sorry. I thought, I thought they understood. <laughs> they did understand. Everyone did respond. Um, it was just me who was so nervous. Uh, but God is, wants us to go on this adventure with him. But what's the adventure he's got for you? Because everyone is different. Some might be to, to go somewhere exciting to do something. Sometimes it's just to make a difference in the workplace. You are called to be different. It's not about being religious. It's about knowing God and following him. It's about putting him first in your life. It's about him being at the center of everything you do. It's about him being in control. He wants you to follow him and he wants you to make a difference. We are a people of faith. What's your adventure? We're going to sing in a second, but before we sing to close, we're, Ian's going to come and lead our prayers. Is that right? So, um, so Ian's going to come and pray. Uh, but before we get there, I'm going to ask you to pray. So can I ask you to stand if you can? So Father, uh, we here, we're standing before you and we give you permission to challenge us today. Take us on that adventure. Take us to new places 
Take us to scary places. May we be like Paul, committed to follow you no matter the cost. So, right now, fill us with your spirit. May we know, know what you want us to do. Just speak clearly to us at this point. Help us to be that light to shine. That people may see us and praise you, Father in heaven. Holy Spirit, just nudge our hearts about those who we should speak to about you, about the way that we should uh, live our lives. But we do want to follow. So use us for your glory. Amen. Please be seated. Dean, come and lead our prayers.